I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. A spiritual home for so many in our nation's capital. The Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Join Boyd Matheson as he hosts lawmakers, Washington VIPs, and members of the church. This week, special broadcasts of Inside Sources, live from the open house of the D.C. Temple. Welcome in, everyone, to this special coverage of Inside Sources. As been mentioned from the uh, open house here at the Washington, D.C. Temple. Uh, it's an extraordinary building. It's part of the history here in Washington, D.C. And we're going to break down so much of that as we go through the day today and uh, over uh, the next several days. We have the opportunity to interact with those who have been able to be part of this open house. Uh, there's been a number of uh, VIP guests that have gone through, ranging uh, from the governor of Maryland. Uh, we have other lawmakers that will be here later on in the day today, along with many ambassadors. Uh, members of the media, uh, international media, have all been going through uh, the temple on tours over the last week. And we'll continue to have conversations that matter there and look at how this actually impacts uh, the area here in our nation's capital, how it fits in and, and what is happening there. Uh, and so if you're just joining us today, uh, we're going to really uh, cover the gamut today. Uh, part of uh, my interview uh, with the uh, ambassador from Argentina to the United States. Uh, he had some fascinating things to say about uh, how you build bridges and how you listen differently, how you look at people differently uh, after he came out of his uh, tour of the Washington uh, of Cabo Verde and uh, some very interesting things there. The Church uh, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints also has a temple uh, going into that uh, small nation uh, just off of the coast of West, West Africa uh, that will be happening later on in the year. Uh, so there's so much to cover, so much uh, ground going on here and of course we we mourn the passing of uh, Utah Senator uh, Orrin Hatch and his legacy we'll be talking with Matt Sangren from the Orange G. Hatch Foundation coming up here at 120 and very fitting that we're doing this from Washington DC today a place that Senator Hatch uh, worked and lived and loved so very much we'll talk about that with Matt Sangren uh, coming up here at 120 uh, so as you, as you look at the Washington, D.C. Temple, of course, it has been around uh, since 1974 uh, was when that was uh, originally dedicated. And so now for the first time in a very long time that the uh, members of the general public will be able to uh, come to the temple. Uh, the Washington, D.C. Temple was the first temple built east of the Mississippi River uh, since the Nauvoo Temple, of course, uh, a century before that. And uh, so interesting that uh, this was a, a place chosen. It's a 
sprawling uh, gardens and uh, just beautiful scenery all the way around. And it's become such an interesting part of the community here in, in Washington, D.C. As you come around the Beltway, there, uh, anyone who's driven in uh, knows this. It takes your breath away. It's one of those wow moment kind of experiences when you see the Washington, D.C. Temple, especially at night. And uh, it, it is just a hallmark and a landmark. Uh, in fact, uh, Elder Garrett W. Gong shared with us last week uh, when he lived in Washington, D.C., of course, it was part of the uh, traffic reports. <laughs> Everything would be kind of calibrated by how bad the traffic was around the Washington, D.C. temple. Uh, and so it, it really has become part of the uh, uh, of the landscape here. Part of the community, I think, is the bigger part. Uh, there's been so much interfaith work that have gone on. Uh, it was interesting to me that when the temple was built uh, back in the 70s, the original dedication, of course, was in 1974 in November. And the... The exterior, the marble, the the rock that they chose uh, was this Alabama white marble. Uh, so it matches a lot of the other uh, monuments in our nation's capital, and I thought that was uh, interesting and fitting uh, as they did that. And, and the temple, of course, has become really this, uh, this symbol of so many of those first freedoms. Uh, that we often celebrate and talk about in our nation's capitals. We talk about the freedom, not just of religion, but all the things that go with that. Uh, you can't have freedom of religion if you don't have freedom of speech, and you can't have freedom of religion if you don't have freedom the freedom to assemble. Uh, and so those are, to me, important things that are interconnected and, and that really connect this Washington, D.C. temple uh, with our nation's capital and those conversations. And that's been one of the interesting things to me as uh, we've gone through the last week or so uh, and as many of uh, the international news media have gone through and done reports and programming uh, around the, the D.C. temple that uh, many of them are commenting on that very thing, that these are maybe more interconnected than they had supposed in terms of that freedom uh, of assembly and speech uh, and religion, and, and I think all of those things are so uh, profoundly interconnected. Uh, and so, as you as you think of the scene here in in Washington D.C., uh, as visitors come, as these uh, VIP guests, ambassadors, government officials, uh, members of the media, members of all faiths, uh, have been going through uh, to see the inside. Uh, in my conversation with the ambassador to Argentina, uh, he said he had always loved the the outside of the temple, and it was interesting because he uh, he compared it. He says now would, he also was very familiar with the temple uh, in his home country of of Argentina, and he said I, I know the outside, and today I understand better because I understand the inside. Uh, and we'll share some of my interview with the uh, ambassador from Argentina to the United States a little later on in the program today. And again, if you're just joining us, we are broadcasting from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We are here for the open house of the Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we'll be visiting uh, with uh, all different types of people in terms of their experience uh, with the temple and with our nation's capital and just how interconnected these are. And, and that's going to be an important part of our program as we go through the day today. Also, as I mentioned, uh, we'll have Matt Sangren joining us uh, coming up here in just a little bit at one uh, twenty. I'm now flipping my Eastern and <laughs> my East Coast and Mountain Standard Time. Uh, 
at 1.20 Mountain Time. Uh, we'll have Matt Sangren join us uh, for a, a great conversation there. And, of course, there's a host of other things going on in the world today, and we're going to cover all of those as we always do on Inside Sources. We'll talk about the breakdown of what is happening inside of Ukraine. Of course, important uh, visits took place over the weekend as the Secretary of State uh, went uh, to Ukraine to have that meeting with President Zelensky. We'll talk about what that is, what that means, and, and are we moving fast enough in terms of uh, these promises of arms are working? Uh, the speed at which we can actually deliver uh, is the challenge. Uh, and that will be the the real test. And so we'll break that down in terms of where we are there and what actually happens uh, as that all moves forward. We had a, an election in France over the weekend, and uh, while it was closer than it was uh, previously, uh, President Macron was the first in a long time for uh, France to be uh, re-elected. Uh, they've had uh, quite a succession of turnover there in France, and so we'll look at what that means, what that means for Europe, what that means for NATO, uh, and how all of that is interconnected in terms of what's going on inside of Ukraine. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's something that we've got to keep our eye on very closely as we move through the day today. And uh, we're going to do something interesting at uh, 2.05. Uh, we're going to talk about the real divide. We've been talking about political divide in terms of left and right. And at 2.05, we're going to give you the ultimate and think again uh, the divide is not what we think. Uh, it is not left and right. It is not liberal and conservative. There are a number of things uh, that uh, are actually where we are more divided as a country. And it's more worrisome to me, to be quite honest. And so we'll break that down coming up at 205. So that's a little bit of the lay of the land as we look at our special coverage. Again, uh, Monday through Thursday this week, we'll be broadcasting live from our nation's capital here in Washington, D.C. Uh, we'll be interviewing folks as they come out of the... Uh, open house of the Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that has just been renovated. There will be a public open house uh, that will continue to the first part of June, and then the uh, dedication will take place later this summer. Uh, and so it's a, it's an exciting time. You can kind of feel the energy uh, in the air in terms of people coming and seeing, uh, learning some things uh, about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and what goes on uh, inside the temples and why that matters to them. Uh, also, just an opportunity to build bridges. And we've talked a lot about building bridges uh, interfaith and across communities. Uh, and there are some great lessons that we're learning in the conversations that are taking place here in our nation's capital over the last 10 days uh, that are really fortifying and stealing those uh, those relationships and making sure they are certain and secure because they will be the way that problems get solved. Everything from climate to health care to poverty to homelessness to addiction, uh, they're all interconnected and they're all connected to all of us. And that's the real test. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, as I mentioned, Matt Sangren, who heads the Orange G. Hatch Foundation, will join us reflections on the titan of a senator, Senator Orange G. Hatch. Uh, stay with us on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.